It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day, every day. We welcome you to another edition of the Locked on Redskins podcast as we get you set for Sunday's home finale at FedEx Field between the 3-11 and Washington Redskins and the 3-11 and New York Giants. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. And we hope that you're having a good weekend. Uh, and as well, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading throughout the year, last year plus, uh, that I've been hosting this podcast. All right, let's get to it right away. Bill Callahan with reporters on Thursday afternoon at Redskins Park as his team tries to snap an eight game winless streak inside the NFC East. Greg talked a little bit about it. Can you give us an update on Landon Collins? Just you know, we know that he hasn't practiced, and, but what's the outlook for him? Yeah, we just backed him down today. Some precautionary things. Uh, should it be an issue, John, for the weekend? How about Quentin? I'm sorry, Quentin Dunbar. Yeah, um, he just has a hamstring uh, that's lingering right now. He's been working through that. Hopefully, you know, we'll know a little bit more by tomorrow and. We'll find out his status, whether he'll be ready to go or not. Obviously, Landon's been a stalwart for you guys. If he were to not be able to play, what – I mean, we think of Troy Moore as that free safety type of guy. Um, would it be Reeves? Who, who else is capable of in that strong safety role? Yeah, I think we also – I know – I'm sure you guys have noticed that we brought up Marty Smith to the 53. So there's uh, enough depth at safety, you know, to provide us with some different rotations if need be. How big of an opportunity is this for Wes Martin as far as, you know, just getting some run now that um, now that Brandon's out on IR? It's a huge uh, opportunity. And, of course, he played earlier in the year when Brandon was injured. So he has some uh, earlier game experience to, you know, to revert back to or rely back on. And, of course, uh, I think he's been drilled awfully well uh, with Coach Rauscher. So I think that's been positive. And going forward, I think the more that you get matched up, you know, against different people, you know, whether it's divisional or non-divisional, I think it just adds to your book of experience. And over the years, uh, a lot of these guards will, and a lot of players, especially offensive linemen, will make their own notebook of the types of players that they're matched up on, whether it's the pass rush moves or the run moves or things of that nature, where they can learn a little bit more about their opponent, a little bit more about the scheme and the techniques that are deployed against them. Is there something that uh, West does better on the right side versus the left? You know, he was in, at the left in training camp a lot. And... 
we felt that going into the season that we needed to make sure that anybody that was being uh, trained at that spot had rotational ability and, and also position flex, uh, not only at the two guards spot, but also at the center area. So they were cross-trained in all facets. So um, I think he's more natural to be on the left side, but I also thought that, you know, with Eric being positioned where he was at and where we were, where we were uh, aligning him or thinking about putting him, kind of forced the hand, you know, for West to be the backup on the right side. So, you know, you're always juggling, you know, linemen. And, you know, if you're an interior player, you've got to have the flexibility to play all three spots. Bill, you've talked to us a lot about Dwayne's maturation, but West is somebody else who got to play, like you said, earlier this season, and now he's playing the latter part. Where have you seen progress from him, from where he started to where he is now? From who? I'm sorry? From West. You talked oh, about Oh, from West. Mm -hmm. yeah, I think uh, – Let's take last week, for, for example, I think, you know, the matchup against uh, Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham, um, those were, I mean, those are as tough a matchup as you can get in the National Football League. And from where he started, I think it gives you confidence that you can go back out and, and compete at a higher level, you know, against, you know, against quality or elite type players. So I think there's a maturation in that sense and uh, there's a confidence that you get after you've been on the field and you've actually been in the, the heat of the battle and you've acquired uh, kind of a feel for the communication, the call, the technique, and again, just implementing uh, your, your own execution, you know, whether it be pass blocking or run blocking. Hey, Bill, um, just because you know, Daniel Jones and Dwayne were drafted the first round quarterbacks and they've already squared off this year and Dwayne didn't have the game he wanted and Jones looked pretty good. We don't know if Jones is going to go Sunday, but, but do you talk right. to Dwayne about preparing for probably what's going to be a lot of talk about that quarterback battle this game and, and what it means going forward? I haven't. I, I haven't talked about that at all, quite, quite frankly. It really has nothing to do with Daniel when he's on the field and when Dwayne's on the field. Dwayne just needs to take care of what he needs to take care of. And that's the execution of our system and functioning at a high level. He's getting better, as we've seen last week. So we're trying to, we're trying to add to that dimension. And so we just you know, keep it simple and keep it in front of him where he doesn't have to think about uh, outdueling somebody. You know, I don't think many quarterbacks go into uh, a game thinking that they're going to outduel each other. Uh, if it happens, you know, if it gets wide open and teams begin to throw a little bit more often, it just happens. But um, I think Dwayne's pretty, you know, pretty geared in or pretty his mindset is really focused in on what he needs to get done, you know, to elevate the system. And, of course, it's a new set of challenges. And, and I think I mentioned this yesterday. You know, Betchner, the defense coordinator, presents you with a lot of different issues and a lot of different problems. So this game will be, be completely different for him as a, you know, against a, uh, than a team like Philly, who's really kind of a four-man rush-oriented type team on defense. Hey, Coach, when you look at the offensive line over these last two weeks, what improvements have you seen and what do you like about what you're seeing right now from that offensive line? From our group, I thought uh, we protected uh, pretty well against the team uh, that uh, in Philadelphia that uh, presents you with a lot of sack issues. I mean, just the one-on-one -on -one matchups across the board. 
but also I thought that the protection helped. I thought, uh, you know, as a staff, we planned on getting the ball out a lot quicker. So using the run action, the three-step, the movement to get the ball out at a faster rate, I think that decreases your chances of being sacked or obviously backed up in the down and distance. So uh, play calling, you know, uh, kind of comes into play there, you know, and, uh, you know, utilizing those calls and staying out of long yardage situations and utilizing the screen game when you have to, you know, when you got a feel for it. Uh, those are all timely calls. So I thought we did a good job with that. Um, when you see on the screen pass to Adrian Peterson, going back to Wes Martin, I think it was a screen to Peterson where he basically dives at the corner to, to, to nudge him out of the way to open up for Adrian. When you see a play like that by a West, what does that say about either a mindset, an attitude, or whatever else he adds there? I think it's more of an awareness um, issue. And I think it's uh, not an issue, but it's an awareness situation where you're screening the ball a lot on the perimeter. And you're going to have a, a defender who may be potentially in a man-to-man -man scenario locked up on the back. So the ability to recognize that man defender, what we would call a mugger, He's mugging up on the back as the back's trying to release through the line of scrimmage and then making that decision to go activate yourself up on him and recognize it, make the adjustment, and then block it up. You know, that's a, that's a pretty big play for a young guard. So that yeah, speaks to his ability, his training, and of course, you know, his ability to execute in a critical moment. When you have a loss like last week that, you know, gutted you and I'm sure many of the players in there too, how do you make sure that doesn't linger and carry over into, you know, the start of this game? Yeah, I think, you know, the refocus is key, you know, to recalibrate yourself as fast as possible and, you know, really attack the must for the game of the opponent that we're playing. So we put the Giants on yesterday in front of the team and, you know, they're, they're a good football team and everybody's good. You know, you, and as I mentioned to you, you can throw out, the records and of course you know I, I think the, the common fan would say gosh you know you're you're three and eleven you're you know what is this I mean what are you talking about but everybody in our league is highly competitive and the players are really really good and it's unfortunate the records are what they are but you could take that and throw them out the window you know when when two teams line up and play it's just you, they're always different the games have always been different so um, the team that we're playing this weekend presents us with a lot of issues. They're, they're a quality football team in a lot of areas and a lot of facets of their play. So, again, it's another challenge that, uh, that we got to take after, get after. All right, that's Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan meeting with reporters on Thursday afternoon. Guys, the original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality Sleep surface with the right amounts of sink and bounce. Get $100 towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com slash locked NFL and using the promo code locked NFL at checkout. Terms and conditions may apply. If you can't visit Casper right now, you can find this and all other offers from locked on sponsors at locked on podcast.com slash offers. Greg Minuski, defensive coordinator of the Washington Redskins, coming up next. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. It is the Locked on Redskins podcast. As always, you can follow the podcast at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter. And as well, you can follow me on Twitter at WrestleMania621. That's WrestleMania621. Make sure you check me out, si.com slash NFL slash Redskins, si.com slash NFL slash Redskins for all sorts of written and video Redskins coverage. Uh, And as well, don't forget to check out our Google News Initiative updates, usually posted late afternoon after practice. And when I have a chance, one-minute, five-minute reports. It's um, a great way to get a audio information snapshot of your favorite football team. Go check it out. Uh, right now. All right, here's Redskins defensive coordinator Greg Minuski meeting with reporters on Thursday afternoon. Hey, Greg, uh, obviously Landon's now missed two days of practice unless he came out late today. We didn't see him, but assuming you missed two days in a row, what would be the plan without him and what kind of loss would that be? Well, right now we're going in there with the situation that he's going to be playing for us, you know, um, and then we'll take it from there. You know, from a plan perspective, uh, we got a couple other safeties up. Maurice uh, is up, I think, on the roster and, uh, you know, with Troy Apke. And, uh, you know, we'll see exactly, you know, how he's feeling and how he's doing. Do you expect some of the guys that you added in the secondary to play ahead of Josh Norman, Sensabaugh, Webster? Uh, yeah, you know, we're going to go through the process, you know, like we do each and every week. And, uh, you know, and actually, actually uh, both guys have done a pretty good job, you know, picking up the system and understanding what we're supposed to do. So uh, that's a game-time decision. What went wrong in the game against the Giants earlier this year that you guys need to correct this weekend? Well, I think, uh, you know, it was early. It was the fourth game of the year. Uh, you know, with communication, like I always talk about, uh, we, had, we didn't have that much communication problems. But uh, just from a coverage standpoint, we put ourselves in a good opportunity. I know uh, they did have a, a two-minute drive, which we didn't have a chance to stop, which we should have. Uh, but overall, uh, we played hard and physical. We got to play hard and physical this week. Greg, earlier in the year when you started playing more and more younger players regularly on this defense, did you know then – that would probably be a bit of a process that there was going to be, you know, there were going to be downs in that time as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, when you have young players that are playing, they haven't seen it, you know, even from a rookie's perspective, uh, you know, playing, I'm just looking back at the Giants game when Cole was playing. I mean, uh, you know, just little things that you just don't pick up until you actually played a decent amount of snaps in the league. Uh, You know, those guys are going to have some growing pains with everybody that's out there playing. But um, usually those rookies do have a hard time, you know, making that swing. But, uh, you know, we're playing decent. We're playing better. When you don't officially know who the starting quarterback is going to be for them, does that affect your preparation at all? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, you got a young kid that can move around. You got another guy that's a little bit older, knows exactly where to go with the ball. And, uh, you know, so it is a it's kind of, you know, you got to you got to judge when you get to the game and see who's going to actually be playing. Greg, with these guys kind of going on IR, do you have do you 
talk to a Ryan or a Danny about, hey, now you've got a bigger opportunity, take advantage of it. Is there much of a conversation there? Well, that's the biggest thing. I think any, you know, I was a backup player mostly my whole career. You know, and when I get a chance to go out there and play, you know, I'm going to give it my all. And I, I know that's the same thing that they do. You know, it's they're put in a position to start now and they're going to make the best out of it. You know, and they're, and they're going to they're study and they're trying to exactly know what the calls, calls are and go out there at a high fashion. Yeah, I mean, we expect them to do it. But that's why they're here on our team. Similarly to that, you guys signed a bunch of cornerbacks this week with a couple injuries last week. How does that kind of go forward this week and maybe even into Dallas with, with Josh's spare usage, Josh Norman? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it. You know, we've been in, uh, I know, uh, in the meetings and stuff and, and talking with the players, getting them familiar with the system and uh, with Cody and, and Kayvon, trying to get them up to par with some of the calls that we have. So uh, actually, you know, they played pretty practice pretty good today. You know, and we'll see how the week goes and then make a decision on Sunday. Would you expect Norman to continue in that very limited role? Yeah, probably. Hey, Coach, last week the Eagles were able to run pretty much successful on you all. This week you got the Giants face in a good running game. How would you correct that in moving forward in facing the Giants this week? Well, yeah, yeah, definitely the 59-yard run was, you know, a hurt important for us, you know. Had a chance to get, uh, actually get off the field there in a third-down situation. But, uh, you know, overall, good running back, you know, good offensive line. Uh, they're going to put him in the right checks and try to, you know, get him into space. And we got to make sure we make plays in space and we, could, we have to tackle him. But uh, he's a very good runner. All right, that is Redskins defensive coordinator Greg Minuski. And quite honestly, what is likely to be his final home game as a defensive coordinator for the Redskins, who um, not much has been talked about in this regard, but I think it's pretty much widely assumed that they're going to make a clean break uh, from Minuski. Although, you just never know in this franchise. <laughs> we'll come right back and put the finishing touches uh, on the Redskins and Giants right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. Good to have you with us. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so we're back right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. So uh, an interesting thing that happened on Thursday, actually it was Wednesday, um, when Todd McShay of ESPN who, of course, is an NFL draft expert, uh, college football sideline reporter. He was on Dan Patrick's show. Basically, he bashed the Redskins uh, 17 ways to Sunday, saying uh, that there are 31 other head coaching jobs that he would rather take than the Redskins. But the problem was is the context was kind of lost. But let's take a listen to the clip. There are about eight or nine teams that potentially could have interest in quarterbacks. Is Washington sold on Dwayne Haskins? Uh, who are you asking? The owner? Or <laughs> well, the owner I know is, but 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 if I'm a coach, the coach you get has got to be sold on him as well, or he's not taking that job. I've been holding back from calling Urban this week, wondering what what he was doing in the box. I if the current structure, 
I can't, I, I couldn't allow a friend to take the job without saying something. Now, if you get a new general manager, wait, wait, are guy, you, are you the friend urban to tell him not to take this job? I'm just saying hypothetically. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. If any friend out there who potentially could be taking that job, I would make the phone call and say, make sure you get a football guy who's in between the owner and you. And, and, and then you can completely run the, the football stuff. You can make the decisions. I mean, that, that's the issue. Right now, under the current construct, Washington can't succeed. They need Daniel Snyder to take a step back. They need to hire a general manager that knows football and can evaluate players. And then they need a coach who can you know, take those players and develop them. Would you rather coach Washington or Dallas? Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, between those two. I'd rather coach Carolina, I think, than I would Dallas. But, you know, I just... I'd rather coach any team in... Uh, I'd rather coach 31 <laughs> other teams. Than, than Washington? Than Washington right now. Yeah, I'm just... Yeah. Don't sugarcoat it. McShay was solely talking about because of the Redskins front office structure. Not because the Redskins have no talent, no chance, no nothing. I mean, he was... Again, talking about the Redskins' structure, or lack thereof. Now, Joe Theismann, Redskins' legendary quarterback and preseason analyst, happened to be on 106.7 The Fan on Thursday afternoon with my buddy Chad Dukes, and he wasn't too happy with Todd McShay. McShay is way offline in his comments, way out of, out of line. What, you know, what does he base a comment like that off of. Those are the kind of things that upset me. When people make irresponsible statements, this franchise is brimming with young talent. The defensive line, the linebackers, the secondary, the offensive line, I, I think the wide receiver position, the quarterback position. Are you kidding? As I said on the radio, I think Joe Theismann lost a little bit of the context or maybe didn't understand, quite honestly, the full context of what McShay was talking about. But Neither here nor there. A little controversy always sells. Have a great rest of the weekend. I'm Chris Russell back Sunday night for a post-Giants-Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.